Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The number 30 spot in the Raw Rumble is pretty damn special. It has become a position fans get excited about because when used right, you will blow the roof off the place. John Cena in 2008, for example, Madison Square Garden lost its mind. Given there have been so many Rumbles, though, you can't hit a home run every time. And sometimes the performer who should go on to win the thing absolutely drops the ball. So my name is Simon from What Culture. Remember to look both ways before crossing the street and subscribe. And this is the 10 biggest final WWE. Rural Rumble entrance flops. Number 10, Our Truth in 2019. Now let's make things very clear. Our Truth is great. He is a living legend, should go into the Hall of Fame as and when, and he's just a joy to watch. In terms of what we're going to talk about here, he just got put in a position where chatter was going to explode on the internet. Because just as he was settling into his entrance rap, Nia Jax of all people walloped him from behind and decided I'm in this match now, before she did indeed enter herself into the men's Raw Rumble. I thought this was really cool. But given the idea of the whole match is that the last entrant is meant to have a huge advantage, Truth didn't even make it to the ring. That is not the definition of success. Nia was soon dropped by an RKO as the live fans went nuts, as well as YouTube, as this has done all the views. And while I sound like a little bit of a hypocrite, bravo WWE for trying something different. You're running shows every week. It's always nice to have freshness at the top of your goals. Number 9, China in 1999. Historic this. Whereas the Nijax arrival felt big, it wasn't the original because that came to 20 years before when China broke the mold. The first ever woman to enter the men's Raw Rumble, WWE made a big deal of this, which is why it was such a shame she only lasted 30 seconds. Tied into her story at the time where Mark Henry had not been treating her right, meaning the ninth wonder of the world made a beeline for her former beau, wrecked him and threw him over the top. It was pretty badass. She had totally forgotten that Stone Cold Steve Austin was still an active competitor though, because as soon as China turned around, the rattlesnake clotheslined her to the floor probably because WWE knew that of anybody on the roster, he could get away with it. They were right. But once again, she came in at number 30 and wasn't able to do much of anything.
thing, it sucked. Number eight, The Warlord in 1992. What is it with the number 30 position? I mean, it wasn't until 2007 when The Undertaker won the thing from being last in that somebody actually took advantage of having the rub of the green. I mean, look at The Warlord in 92. You also don't get a surprise here as this was during an era where we knew who had entered into the whole thing, meaning the commentators told us that war was about to come out. Man, did he play second fiddle. Because during the 13th Rumble, we still had the likes of Hulk Hogan, Sid, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper in there, meaning no one even noticed this guy even though he was massive. After throwing some wild punches, Hogan and Sid I think got annoyed about this because then they just threw him out. He didn't even get to the two minute mark, meaning once again that even if you do have this luck, it doesn't always help. Number seven, Duke Drozzy in 1996. Or the dumpster, yes that's right. In the mid 90s, WWE was obsessed with their wrestlers having gimmicks that related to a job, meaning Duke here was a garbage man or something, I don't know. It kind of shows how clueless the company was at the time because not only was Drozzy last in, but the announcers were even laughing how stupid this was because there was no way he was going to win. He was in there for one minute and ten seconds, but you barely saw him as the camera was so focused on proper stars like Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. When we finally did cut to him, he was being murdered by Kamala, who then teamed up with Diesel to throw him out. I'm sorry, but that is a waste of number 30. And if you want to know of some success the dumpster did have in the then WWF, well, he won most smelliest at the Slammies. Oh dear. Number six, Tugboat in 1991. At least old Tuggers got two and a half minutes when he entered at number 30. Better than most on this list, but fans were beyond disappointed as before Tug, they had seen Bushwhacker Luke, Brian Nobbs, and the Warlord, so this whole thing just lost its steam. Interestingly, he went after Earthquake, who he would team up with eventually as Typhoon to win the WWF World Tag Team titles, but he then went nuts. He decided he would be the guy to take on Hulk Hogan, even though this was the same person who thought his way to the top was pretending pretending to be a ship. It didn't work because Rick Martel made some noise and distracted Tug, so Hulk said goodbye, which also meant the boat got rid of a grand total of zero people. This was not good. Number five, Vader in 1998. This ties into the use of Vader overall in 1998, which to be honest, wasn't that great. But look, he came in at number 30 and did eliminate the Honky Tonk Man. So at least that's something. As the Mastodon had defeated Goldust earlier in the show, he then went after the Bizarre One, and you already know the deal. Even in the late 90s, Vince McMahon loved 50-50 booking, so Goldie grabbed Vader and chucked him over the top. This was disappointing as everywhere else, the Masked Man had been booked as a monster and smashed it, whereas WWE decided decided they would have him cry and call himself a fat piece of sh**. And no, I am not joking. So this was more evidence that they weren't going to use Vader like Vader. It remains such a mystery like evolution. Number four, Kane in 2011. If this had been Kane from 1999 or something, we would be telling a different story. And even though I always liked the character, there was a period where it was obvious the MO for the Big Red Machine had changed. He was mostly there to fit into a role where he could be used as a monster who was beatable. It wasn't the worst idea, but still. Amazingly, in 2011, he only got 90 seconds, but even in that time, he saw Ezekiel Jackson and said goodbye to him. And I suppose one of the reasons it was so short is because, yes, this is when the WWE went, we should do a 40-man Raw Rumble, so time was against us. We did have a cool idea after this because Kane basically just shouted, I am a bad guy, and went after Rey Mysterio, who was the smallest guy in the match. The twist was that it failed miserably as Rey reversed a chokeslam into a Hurricane Rana, got the pedder of Kane, and survived for another day. I think this is mostly a flop though as even Michael Cole mentions on commentary that years ago Kane had lasted 53 minutes and 11 seconds in 2001 so by comparison 
Yeah. Number three, The Junkyard Dog in 1988. You cannot oversell how popular The Junkyard Dog was. Go and find his matches from the high point of his career and just look at the fans. They are going insane. They love this man. When the first ever Raw Rumble aired, though, the concept was certainly a work in progress. There was only 20 people and participants didn't even get entrance music. It had no atmosphere. This meant when JYD was the last guy in, it was a bit meh. Although he had two minutes and 30 seconds, he did nothing. Not sure this was his fault, but he was told to aimlessly go from wrestler to wrestler and then was tipped to the outside by Ron Bass. It wasn't ideal as it meant Junkyard spent the least amount of time in the thing, and given this was his first and last appearance, we should have done more. I suppose there was a story here as during the WrestleMania Battle Royal, the tables were turned, but did anybody care or notice? Not really. Number two, Booker T in 2002. This was Booker T's first ever Raw Rumble match, and seriously, if you had told me Book would have won the thing at some point, I'd have been right behind it. So when he was given 30 three seconds what the flub now we do know why this happened 2002 was still wcw versus wwe territory even though world championship wrestling was already dead so we had to punish their stars for a while don't think about it because it doesn't make any sense booker was allowed to eliminate rvd but note that van damme had been laid out beforehand with the pedigree although this did excite the future king because he decided this was the perfect time to do a spinner which set stone cold off as he said goodbye to the five-time five-time wcw champion so essentially, Booker T was used for comedy here, and while he was great at that, I'm not really sure we were thinking long-term. Number one, Rey Mysterio in 2014. Well, we all know this one. What a mess. Fans were desperate for Daniel Bryan to win the 2014 Raw Rumble, let alone just be in it. So after 29 entrants, they noticed he hadn't arrived, so everybody sat down and gone, well, of course, he's going to be number 30. And here's a spoiler for you. He was not. Rey Mysterio took that spot instead, and when the audience realized what had happened, the booze rained down and it was nuts. It wasn't like they were specifically mad at Mysterio either. They were just livid in what they assumed would happen was definitely not going to happen. Batista got it in the neck as well because he won the thing and while Ray was great as ever for his two minutes as he tussled with Seth Rollins, the architect must have taken pity on the masked legend because he just chucked him over the top and I tell you, it was best for everyone. If you are not aware of this time in WWE, just know that today some people call it the worst Raw Rumble ever. Now that is a little bit of a stretch but you never want to be part of that chat nothing went right this night because we did everything the fans didn't want to do